Hi there, folks. Welcome to Animation One to Ones, brought to you by Squiggly Online Animation Magazine. I'm Ben Mitchell, editor in chief of Squiggly, and we're doing something a little different today,、uh, albeit with a familiar face or voice to regular listeners who already know this episode's guest, Lauren Orm. Lauren appeared on episode eighty of the Squiggly Animation podcast as the head of the Cardiff Animation Festival, whose brilliant third edition took place earlier this year. She also appeared in episode ninety-three. Discussing her work as a filmmaker, specifically the short film *Creepy Pasta Salad*. Lauren also runs her own animation studio, Pickle Animations, in Cardiff, as well as heading up the team who bring the city Cardiff Animation Nights, a regular animation screening and social event that, like the festival, has taken on a hybrid format since the pandemic began. In this episode, we'll be talking with Lauren about the ways she steered both Cardiff Animation and Pickle in a more eco-conscious direction, while also actively researching practical and practicable solutions for combating the increasingly concerning realities of climate change. So, what does that have to do with animation? Some of you might be wondering. Well, of course, it has to do with pretty much everything across how we live our lives now and the industries we work in. And while animation is already a low-carbon method of screen production, it's still no exception. And the ways in which we approach our work, whether we run a studio, whether we work alone, whether we're in-house, whether we're remote, has the potential to be adaptable. With the nation's current target to reach net zero GHG emissions by 2050, scientists worldwide are calling for more ambitious targets to curb global warming. The latest endeavor of Lawrence kicked off last month with Cardiff Animation Festival's launch of the new Planet Positive Animation Network to help animation VFX and games companies and freelancers become environmentally sustainable and help us reach net zero sooner. As well as this, Lauren's also amassed a bunch of reading materials and resources for people to check out, and we're going to be discussing all of that right now. We've spoken to you a few times before,、uh, but for newcomers, could you maybe give us a quick recap as to who you are and the work you do with Caf and Pickle? So my name's Lauren Orm. I am an animator by kind of. Uh, like study and stuff, but I, I run Cardiff Animation Festival now, which is a biennial festival in Cardiff and online. But we also run a year-round program of events,、uh, and I also run Pickle Animation, which is a micro animation studio in Cardiff, focusing on two D animation mainly. So, from what I gather, you've been actively working toward greener working practices. And I guess first of all, what kind of brought these issues to your attention initially as something you could proactively address in the like animation sphere? We've been working on、uh, R and D projects around helping the animation industry be greener for about two years now. It's something that we always were really interested in as a as a kind of group. There are five of us here, directors of CAF, and we're all like. Super kind of motivated by the climate crisis and stuff. So it, we were looking for opportunities to kind of tackle it with our work. So like working out how the festival can be greener itself. But、um, credit to like us being able to do R and D around it goes to Cluster, which is a kind of funding body, and also they do all sorts of other stuff. But but they are a funding body in, in Wales. Um, who fund R and D 
for the screen industries. So I went to them and sort of said, would you be interested in supporting us and looking at how the animation industry could work greener and, and what opportunities the animation industry has to help tackle the climate crisis. And they really kindly funded us to do that through a couple of different projects. The second one was actually, it was Cluster and Film Cymru Wales um, who funded that together. But yeah, it's um, there's some good support in Wales at the moment for interesting R&D stuff. So that's how we've been able to do it. Something we talked about um, before is a kind of major step. I would I would say would be attaining a B Corp certification for your studio, and it would be good to sort of know a, what that kind of means and what the sort of implications for that are. So Pickle Animation, my my little animation studio is a B Corp. Took me about a year to go through the process of getting certified as a B Corp. It's a really rigorous certification process, but what it does is independently verify your business as being a business that is for, for profit and it's just a kind of normal limited company or whatever you are, but it's a business that's using the power of business to kind of uh, make the world a better place in like grand terms. So like being accountable, but trying to be sustainable, trying to have a good impact on your staff, the communities around you uh, and the planet. In reaching then that status, were there elements of your working practice that you had to kind of address or tweak? Yeah, yeah. So the process of B Corp certification is brilliant because it, they ask you a million questions about the way you do things. And loads of those questions gave me really good ideas of stuff to change and stuff that as a kind of really tiny business, I could change fairly easily. I've spoken to other businesses who are either going through the process now or have recently been through it. So I know Bluesy just uh, got their B Corp certification. I think they got it slightly before us. They beat us to it. But, um, and Duke VFX uh, got it as well. And, and they really helped us with our R&D and stuff. I think it's a little bit more tricky for them because they have lots more people to speak to. Um, but I can quite easily kind of read through that stuff and be like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head now. But even things to do with, they ask you loads of questions about how you govern your business. So there was kind of processes that like I didn't necessarily formally have in place with like the way we support our staff and stuff like that, that were really easy to implement and has made us a way better business. So that was a really useful process to go through. And I'd say to any business that's kind of interested in having a better impact on either just their kind of staff as a community or, or the community around them or the planet, like going through that process is a really useful way of just coming up with ideas. There's some really easy wins in there and there's some much harder stuff. So there was stuff that I had to do around kind of learning about our environmental impact and our scope one, two and three emissions and stuff that like the B Corp process will teach you what that means if you don't know already. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a way of thinking about things that um that you're kind of yeah that's how you're supposed to think about emissions but most people wouldn't think about it that way um mm. kind of naturally but it's uh yeah it's a really it's a really useful process to go through to kind of make your business better so if a business uh, is listening and would be interested what would be the process then um is there like a kind of website to go to to kick things off or yeah so it's bcorporation.net 
Um, and that's where you can do the B impact assessment, which is the kind of assessment process I've been talking about. So you literally create a free login. If you decide you want to get um, certified and you think you're going to get there, then you pay a little fee to do that. It's a few hundred quid, but it's free to go through the whole process. Um, so, yeah, you can log in really quickly and kind of start that process. And, and yeah, it's broken down into loads of different um well it's i think it's broken down into four or five categories and then there's loads of different questions within all of those that are really interesting questions to ask yourself so yeah these sensibilities i guess they've also kind of uh, extended to the festival whenabouts did this kind of start would you say was it around the same sort of time so pickle got our b corp certification in 2020 right at the end of 20 is that right no that's completely wrong right at the end of 2021 um, which is the year that I had uh, my son, which was an absolutely insane decision to make to try and do that at the same time as getting back into working. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I was very pleased when I got certification at the end of the year. Um, and CAF's been working on R&D around this stuff for longer. So I wanted to get a B Corp certified for ages, but it never quite felt like the right time because um, obviously you're always super busy, but in the end, picking away at it was the way to do it. So that I never really chucked a ton of time in at once. I just picked away at it over here. Um, uh, yeah, and CAF's been working on R&D around sustainability for the animation industry since early 2020 because our first um we did a little kind of seed r&d projects like just kind of testing the water around the stuff and we got the funding to do that in early 2020 so what that project ended up being was very different from what we thought it was going to be uh, because obviously the world changed quite significantly about two months after we got that funding uh, and everyone went into lockdown so what we ended up doing with that funding was looking at the lessons that we could learn from lockdown because obviously as probably most people listening know animation as an industry responded very quickly to lockdown and was largely with kind of the fairly major exception of stop motion in a lot of instances but largely in terms of 2d and cg able to carry on working uh, and work remotely fairly easily fairly quickly some changes in pipeline happened and various different companies were using different kinds of pipelines but in most instances getting rid of commuting emissions really reduced a lot of companies carbon footprints so we were looking at lessons to be learned there and it wasn't just to do with commuting emissions but that that was the major impact that we saw in terms of carbon reduction was that commuting to the office every day uh, is is a large proportion of the animation industry's impact on the environment. And it's good to question whether we need to be doing that all the time. And, I, and companies are on their own journeys now with whether they are doing that or not. So I know some companies are still fully remote. A lot of people are looking at hybrid working and some people are back in the office. And that will largely depend on, um, on pipeline and, and things like that as well and, and company culture and things. But yeah, there's there's loads of interesting stuff to be learned there. And the other thing that we learned in that project was that animation as a method of TV production is actually one of the greenest methods of TV production. So an average hour of TV um, produces a certain amount of carbon, which BAFTA Albert have done loads of good um, work around this, working stuff like that out. And animation pre-pandemic with the companies that we spoke to, which is kind of 2D CG companies, was somewhere between a sixth and half of that 
kind of level of impact. So like much lower. And then in lockdown, that went to between five and 22% of an average hour of TV. So you could, so basically at the lower end of that scale, you could produce 20 hours of animation um, for every hour of kind of average, like other kinds of TV uh, for the same carbon impact, which is quite cool to know that we have an opportunity as animation to get to net zero maybe sooner than some other kind of people in the screen industry because we're that bit closer to getting there already. And there's some documentation um, that you've put online that people can check out as regards that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we released a little report called Greening Animation, 11 Lessons from Lockdown. That's on our website. And if you go to cardiffanimation.com, there's a little kind of planet positive drop down and that report is in there, along with some other resources that we've published more recently. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, there's a few things that people should, I mean, people I think should check out the whole section, um, but there's definitely... um, some stuff that I think is quite valuable. I think the um, the CAF Climate Assembly, because is, is that up in full? That's up in full, yeah. yeah. So that we did that session fairly early into lockdown. That was our first Zoom event, um, and that took place on the Cardiff Animation Festival dates as they were supposed to be in 2020, which was going to be sometime in April 2020. I think it was the 2nd to the 5th of April we were going to be. So we had to kind of pull that festival obviously uh, like a few weeks out which was quite harrowing but but being able to run that event a zoom event in the kind of early days of zoom events was really cool and bring together people to kind of discuss how can we all work greener um at a time when obviously the animation industry was in the eye of the storm like going through all of these changes and there was loads of kind of opportunity there to learn stuff while we were changing all that stuff Mm-hmm. Also through Pickle, um, you have a climate emergency action plan, uh, something that people can check out. Is that kind of separate research or is it kind of tied into what CAF has been doing? It's all, it's quite separate in that, like the, the way that you can make a festival greener and the way that you can make an animation company greener is quite different. But then obviously all the stuff that we've been doing through CAF, working out how animation can work greener is massively fed into that into our climate emergency action plan for pickle. So yeah, I'd really recommend anybody to kind of, yeah, feel free to download ours and like neck ideas and stuff from that. Cause there's, there's stuff in there that could apply easily to loads of different companies. Um, but yeah, I'd really recommend that as an exercise sitting down and creating a climate emergency action plan. Cause it, it takes you from going, I care about the climate crisis and I feel really sad that it's happening. Uh, kind of powerless about it to going what is within my power and what can I do and that might might be really small things but obviously all the small things really add up and then if you encourage another company to do it then you're having not just reducing your negative impact but you're having a positive impact by encouraging someone else to reduce their negative impact so yeah there's loads that you can do that yeah and the latest I guess would be um, the Planet Positive Animation Network which you've just launched and uh, yeah, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so this was part of our most recent R&D project. And, and what we were looking at was basically kind of building on that research that we did in 2020 and, and thinking, okay, so we know 
how we know where animation's kind of biggest carbon impact is. We know how a lockdown might have reduced that. And we know that people are now thinking about going back into spaces. So what can we do at this point? What interventions can we make that might help people to reduce their footprints? Because we know a lot of people want to, but we know that animation companies tend to be like fairly time poor. We're all pretty stretched. And we're all doing too much stuff. I know I am. Like it's, it's really tricky to kind of start from a place of, okay, I want to reduce my impact. I want to have a better impact on the planet. What what do I do? Like I've been there and been there on Google being like, oh my God, what can I do? And it's overwhelming when you first start looking at it because there's so many resources out there. But as a lot of us know, animation kind of tends to fall through the cracks. So there's not a huge amount of information that's really tailored to animation. When you look at information for kind of film and TV, it's all tailored towards live action, really. So to sift through that and go, okay, well, what is relevant to us or what's kind of relevant to us is quite a long slog and kind of a thankless task. So what we wanted to do really was do that for people and kind of give people access to the stuff that they need. So it's at their fingertips and go, this is what we need for animation as an industry. Um, so there was various ways that we looked at doing that, but one of the ways that we have done is to set up the Planet Positive Animation Network, which is in which is on Discord. Um, don't be put off. Discord's a really cool place. It's not weird. Like, <laughs> feel free to join. Anybody can join. So we've had a Cardiff Animation Community Discord server for a while. We set it up so that um, audiences and, and people who are getting involved in our online events had a place to chat and basically like be at the bar of a festival without being physically at the bar of a festival. So we know that not everybody's ready to be back out at physical events yet. So Discord's been a really lovely place for that. People chat there every day. We share little emojis of how we're feeling each morning and stuff. It's really cute. It's a lovely space. Um, and we, th we thought, okay, there's a great opportunity now within the space to set up a specific space for companies, freelancers, people working in animation uh, and games and VFX, which will work really similarly. So we're welcoming in games and VFX as well to look at, okay, how can we work greener? What are the resources that are relevant to us, not just relevant to like TV and wider stuff? And we don't have to sift through this is stuff that's relevant to us. Um, so we made a lot of those resources and we're gathering other people's resources and we're putting them there in the Planet Positive Animation Network on Discord. And we're also creating a space there for people to kind of chat, ask each other questions, give each other ideas that people kind of say in there, oh, I found this screen, um, like alternative to Dropbox, which you could set up. It's quite difficult, but I'll do a little walkthrough of how to do it, all of that kind of stuff. It's a really useful space for people to have those chats, which didn't exist before. Um, and what we want to do now, as well as having that online space, is see how we can take that space into the physical world. So we're going to be running some events, hopefully over August and September, um, to give people an opportunity to have those conversations in person. But we share all of that info as well on the Planet Positive Animation Network on Discord. So it's the place to be. Get on down there. Um, and yeah, you're offering a consultancy service as well for like yeah. studios who want to kind of do their bit. 
Yeah, I'm trying not to sell this too much because I'm not. <laughs> because I've been really resisting the idea of setting up a consultancy service because what I never wanted to do was kind of educate myself and then turn that into IP that I own, how you can be greener and you have to pay me to tell you. So I always wanted to kind of work out other routes we could go down where we're really democratizing that information. But what I found is some companies really want to do this themselves. And by giving them the information, that will really help them do that. Um, so perfect for them, like the Planet Positive Animation Network is an amazing resource. And we've also got a set of resources on the website people can use for free. Um, for some companies, they just don't have the resources, the people time to do the work of maybe calculating their carbon footprint or looking at how they specifically as a company could reduce their footprint or their environmental impacts or looking at the positive impact they could have in terms of the culture and community of their organisation, the output in terms of the animation they're creating. Some companies just don't have time to go through that journey themselves and come up with that stuff themselves. And what they really want is someone who will take the pain and time out of that for them and do it for them. So what we want to be is the people who are up for doing that excited to do that for you if you need someone to do it but it's all information that you can find for free on the website and that we like we always want to share all that information for free if you want to put the time into doing that stuff yeah and uh guess it would be sort of a, an idea to talk through some things that maybe people could do just in their kind of day-to-day, everyday practice to kind of, I don't know, make a kind of step forward in that direction, things that people may have not even considered perhaps. Yeah, totally. So there's there's a bunch of stuff. So what we published along with these resources online is a report um, from our most recent R&D project. So that, so that is cardofundimation.com and go to that planet positive bit and you can read the full report. And in there, we've got... Um, loads of recommendations of stuff people can do and a lot of them are relevant to kind of people in their everyday lives because a lot of it's relevant to working from home so the crossover between your working from home life and your home life is very kind of blurred Um, so yeah there's loads of stuff you can do there from kind of replacing your lights with LEDs and and switching to renewable energy supplier obviously good luck doing that at the moment but hopefully that's going to be a bit more possible sometime soon and um stuff even that I had no idea about before we started this project like there's um there's a kind of setting that you can change on your boiler that doesn't make your water any less hot or doesn't like really change anything to do with your house. Your house can be the same temperature and stuff, but your boiler's running at a lower temperature and that can save you something like 8% of your uh, emissions and your electricity bill, quite pertinent at the moment, um, over the year. Would that be your gas bill? But yeah, it's um, that like stuff like that that like I didn't know about before we started doing this is really useful to know so all of that stuff is in the report and you can literally go through and kind of look at a bunch of recommendations and we've ranked them from kind of easy wins stuff you could probably do right now through to longer term goals so stuff that's quite good to think about and that some people may genuinely actually do like putting in a heat pump and stuff in their homes i know some people in animation who are wanting to do that but like saving up six is quite expensive to do but that I think fairly soon it's going to be a legal requirement but anyway that's kind of slightly more long-term thing but yeah there's all sorts of recommendations in there so there's a really good um 
really good stuff to look at in our report. So that's kind of fanimation.com, Planet Positive drop down, and you can find that in there. Uh, and again, while I uh, while I'm talking to you, it'd be great to hear a little bit about what uh, Cardiff Animation is up to, because uh, I know it's kind of a year round thing, and you have some events coming up. Yeah, we do. So we are obviously we run uh, Cardiff Animation nights year round. Um, so after running those online for quite a while, we're now back in person as well as online. So you can join us from wherever you are in the world at Cardiff Animation Nights Online. Um, and the next one is Thursday, the 25th of August. Uh, and we're also back in Kongs then in September. So that's Thursday, the 22nd of September, we're back in Kongs. And those kind of alternate. So then um, October will be online, November will be in Kongs. Uh, Kongs is in Cardiff City Centre and that's free. Anybody can come along and it's an hour of animated short films, chance to network and meet other people in animation and just people who like animation. And then we'll be running more events at Chapter uh, over the coming months. So we're doing this um, event about kind of environmental sustainability, giving people a chance to see some cool films and talk about uh, how everyone, like how we can work greener and the impact that our work can have. Uh, that's probably going to be a hybrid event for obvious reasons, um, but it will be at Chapter in Cardiff for those that want to attend in person. And then, yeah, we're continuing to run events at Chapter. So we're going to be back there in October with some horror stuff and um, December with some Christmassy stuff. Uh, yeah, and we're um, we're sorting out at the moment a touring program of some of the award-winning films from Cardiff Animation Festival 2022, which is going to go around venues in Wales and then hopefully in the rest of the UK as well. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, they're always um, they're always really great events, and it's really nice that um, things are back in motion again. Yeah, definitely. No, we're so pleased to be back in person, but we're so pleased in a way to have had that kind of push to do online work because it's been really lovely to reach more people online and kind of give people who might struggle to get to Cardiff or get there at that particular time or whatever to give them a chance to kind of join from wherever they are in the world so it's quite nice now working in this new hybrid way Excellent. cool well thank you very much for talking to me today Lauren and um yeah, good luck with it going forward. And uh, for people listening, uh, we will have links to all of the stuff we talked about in the podcast description and articles and stuff. So be sure to check that out. Uh, yeah, Lauren, thank you again. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Many thanks to Lauren Arm for taking the time to speak with Squiggly. And if you're itching to get involved, be sure to swing by CardiffAnimation.com for directions to the Planet Positive Animation Network. CAF's online resources and more information about CAF's new sustainability consultancy service for animation companies, as well as, of course, more information about the festival and its associated events. You can also check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Cardiff Animfest and Facebook.com slash Cardiff Animation. For more on the work of Lauren's studio Pickle Animation, visit PickleAnimation.com, Pickle spelled P-I-C-L, and you can find her at laurenorm.com and on Twitter and Instagram at laurenormfilms. To make sure you don't miss out on any animation one-to-ones, be sure to smash that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and subscribe to Squiggly Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And for all your animation news, reviews, interviews, and other delightful content, check out squiggly.com. We're also on Twitter at Squiggly, Instagram at SquigglyAnimation, and Facebook.com slash SquigglyMagazine. Magazine.